0: Hey, Off fans, we are posting this episode at about 9.30 on Friday, November 4th. So if you're listening before midnight on Friday, November 4th, please go to ninjaswin.com and give to our Kickstarter campaign so we can make that movie. Otherwise, this episode is brought to you by Shmoo. It's time for Off, fully functional and programmed in multiple techniques.
1: Welcome to Trek Off. I'm Justin. And I'm Alexia. And today, much to our chagrin, we are uh, talking about the first season of the best Star Star Trek series. (laughs) I I have an idea. You can't even say
2: it with a straight face. Here's what we should do for this episode. Um I'll be you and you be me.
1: (laughs) <laughs> where we're like where i'm i'm forgiving i'm forgiving yeah um so Be prepared. uh oh no so so today it's we're,
2: hating it's it's time for me to hate. we're gonna talk
1: about season one of star trek voyager um let the hate begin um and yeah look the thing is about you hating star trek voyager is you're not alone there are there are those now your 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 liking of star trek enterprise is is pretty unique people are uh
2: who hates on that? That has actually watched it.
1: Most people who like good television. Um, You're such
2: a fucker. <laughs> I would like
1: to submit. <laughs> Fuck you. No enterprise. Yeah. So then,
2: really, what does that say about them?
1: Um, well, mm. they better taste than you. That that they're no. no. that they're dumb. No, look, I <laughs> I think that I think that the the criticisms of Voyager are similar to my criticisms of, of anybody's criticisms to Enterprise. They're they're in, um, in, really, in many ways the same show. Really, I'm sorry. Show. Pick
2: one. Pick one criticism that's the same. Poorly, poorly, love to hear this.
1: poorly drawn two-dimensional characters that don't change over time, even though they have a long time to do so. Um, Contrived plots that are already done and rehashed from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, uh, bad actors, especially when you compare them to the great actors of Next Generation DS9. And and who's a bad stars.
2: actor on Enterprise besides T'Pol?
1: Other than T'Pol, I, I yeah, Travis Mayweather is, uh, is arguably the okay, worst actor. Okay, but the rest of them. Okay, I I, I would say that. Um, that Malcolm Reed, while while a good enough character, doesn't hold a candle to anybody on DS Nine, with except like maybe Jake. Um, like you can't even put him up against Nog. Like he's as
2: an actor or as a character. As
1: an actor, he just he doesn't he's. Nog. He plays... He, no, well, it's not just character. I'm talking actor, though. I'm talking... He just He just doesn't... He doesn't hold his own. He's not that interesting. Trip is good.
2: Trip is fantastic. S- really? Trip is good? That's all you have? I think,
1: Trip is good. I think that he's... They're all a little... Seriously? They're all a little one note. Yeah, I know. Okay, sure. well, okay. But from their point of view, that wasn't a month ago. That was, like, last week. That's what I'm saying. So... So, so it's oh. a segue, motherfucker. It was, yeah. It's a segue, <laughs> guy. Um... <laughs> I don't like to curse. Very right. Much. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I was trying to be you. I'll uh, hold on.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh. Hate. 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 No oh, cursing. No cursing. Hate <laughs> without cursing. All
1: right. I on. would like to submit. Fucky. Fucky. Fuckerton. Fucky. Fucky. That's not fuck, what I do. Fuck nozzle. Fuck nozzle. Shit bag. I don't even brain. come up with that kind of <laughs> weird stuff.
2: It's... Wow, maybe that's why you don't cuss because oh, you're really not good at wait, it. I, 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 it's just sad. I'm sorry, I,
1: I forgot something. I'm gonna talk like you're not even doing that right. you I'm to ra ra you've got to have something of worth to say.
2: I'll be Justin and I'll just talk the whole time and I'll we'll never blah, let blah, you talk. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna tell you a, a synopsis. Wait, this should give us <laughs> about forty-five minutes. Okay, the blah, first blah, episode blah. Of, of, blah, blah, of Voyager I'm is a all about a ship. A uh, friend. Friend. And then that ship goes into space. Right, motherfucker! And blah, then blah, blah, when they're blah. they're taken by the caretaker, and the caretaker blah, is this blah, very blah, interesting blah. character blah. that's like an alien.
1: I
0: like
2: everything. And, and then he I have no he, he brought them for some reason that's kind of unclear let me wiki it hold on because I don't know um parallax (laughs) oh here we go (laughs) (laughs)
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm remarkably tall for a beautiful woman <laughs> blah, blah. I
1: dyed my hair blue blah 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 story blah, blah.
2: Rick Berman and blah. Michael Piller and you Jerry just Taylor, Taylor play Michael Piller and Jerry blah, Taylor blah, 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 director Rick Colby blah, Cast. Blah, Josh blah. Clark I can't even hear him see like how do you even pay attention to anything anyone <laughs> says when you're
1: just busy talking I'm curious is that like a skill you develop it's almost as if I talk incessantly to not have to listen to you Okay. Oh, I would like this to me. Blah, okay. Me, blah, so fuck. it's
2: the 24th century. All right. No, let's. Okay. renegade like, band you, of freedom okay, fighters no, okay, known but, as the okay. Maquis okay, are yes. operating outside oh of Federation guidelines. All right. This is why you when don't do this. Of the, no, I'm being you. I, that's, wha- not <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I do. That's not what
1: I do. Listeners are clicking off. They're
2: like, <laughs> it's totally what he does. This is awesome. <laughs> no, no. Yes, yes. They're on my side. They are <laughs>
1: never on your side. they are
2: always on my
1: side. No, they like like you. May you are good and smart.
2: <laughs> it's about the iPad back. You think i that simple? Yes. <laughs>
1: well, you're wrong, I motherfucker. Like... Oh,
2: wait, no. You're wrong, bad person.
0: Fucking fuck. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah,
1: blah. Period. Blah. <laughs> you're a girl.
0: <laughs> wow. wow. I know, right? <laughs> Blah blah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: really. You know what? You should be him for the day. You're much better at it. <laughs> thank God for you, Mr. A.
1: <laughs> we in the audience. Thank you. What are you
2: doing? Don't. Actually, you're actually gonna read it? I can't fucking believe well, I'm it. I'm gonna skim. I just, I just said I can't. I can't keep it up. I can't be you. Well, let's. You become, know why?
1: Because you're so uninteresting. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Especially with these. Now, I didn't really need this. You could like name uh-huh. an episode on Next Gen. I could probably. T- I, I know. Be, but but you get to Voyager, and, and look, it's dumb. I'm.
2: And it sucks such gargantuan amounts well, of, that, of I, dick. I, I, I'm going that to, There's uh, really
1: nothing. There's an actor in named Richard. Here's
2: po the thing. In this. What's this? Is what bothers well, me. Why do they assume that if we're going to make a Star Trek with a female captain, that's for women, it has to like suck or something? I do what, think the fuck is that shit. I do think it's funny that she every would, other episode has to be about like babies or making babies we'll or get there. fucking we'll get or there. like okay. procreating we'll get there
1: or we'll get there
2: people being tense because oh, women are around i, I guess that's know. trick off we have nothing <laughs> else to say we've
1: blown it all up
2: front we've, um, we've blown it all up front that is
1: wow we've blown it all from behind wow <laughs> wow wow um i would like to submit wow Wow. Oh. Okay. So, um no, I will say this, the reason that I particularly need the episode for the or the iPad for this, as opposed to maybe some of the other shows, is that these do blend together. I can't tell you much about like you can you can name like the plot of an episode in Next Gen, and I could probably throw you the title. Because when I hear, you know when I when I hear the inner light, even though that's the worst episode name in Star Trek, it's still like, oh, that's the episode where Picard like lives a whole other life, and you cry at the end because you know there's nothing like that. There's so little like that that sticks with you in Voyager. I'm gonna, I'm pretty much except
2: for that episode with what's his name? Which one? Uh, it's yeah, similar. that's helpful. It's but, similar. What? That's what I'm saying. And I watched it recently. Isn't that terrible? In what show? With um, Voyager, with Kim, with Ensign Kim, where he like lives a alternate version of events because he gets stuck in some sort of a singularity type situation and they some beings that live there or have or he gets to go back home and he goes home and he's like at home and voyager is lost but he was never on voyager which is
1: one of maybe the 15 episodes of voyager that i really like
2: no no that's a good episode
1: and it's good star trek it's a good one of those good shows that like that's the sort of stuff that can only take place in like a buffy or a star trek something fantasy or sci-fi based where you can go what if let's go through a what if but let's start at the beginning. At it's K- a classic "what if" episode. Caretaker parts one. Are you
2: really going to? Re- Don't I need Don't to?
1: Don't do I, it. I need to say with the. I can't just go parallax and then have us go. I didn't like that. It's but like, you could. We
2: know what the, we we already talked about the the first episode and how it was. All right, poo. Let
1: me hit it for a second because maybe they poo. didn't hear. It. Okay, but okay. Th- if that's we say all you need to know, it was poo. If we say this, this is how the show is gonna go. <laughs> it's gonna go like this: caretaker, poo, parallax, poo, time and again, poo. And we just can't do that. So let's 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 make it. <laughs> wait, so, wait, no, I can do better. Lots of poo. <laughs> let's, let's 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 suck fest. All right, let's let's start. Bad
2: with, badity bad bad. All right,
1: how about this? <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to. To, to do this for me, to at least do this. Oh, as oh, we no. go through, I would like you to find <laughs> some positives, some things. Wait, No, um, no,
2: that's not even. That's like asking me.
1: Here's to, the thing, world though, Peace. Here's the thing. This is. I would argue that caretaker. Of the, course, you would argue. The, the first, the first episode of, of of Voyager. I would argue is one of the stronger series premieres, and I would say here's the thing. Here,
2: here, what you really here's
1: the problem I have with it is that it just one. It shows promise i actually like the fact that everyone's kind of a low-ranking officer and inexperienced officer on the officer officer on the ship it makes sense that there's an opportunity for the characters to grow all right okay yes i get it okay but hear me out hear me out <laughs> the the giant failure of voyager ultimately is that ensign kim is ensign kim in season seven
2: that's not even the ultimate failure of the show. It's one of the failures of the it's, show. It's, it's, it's The show started out... It's it, too busy taking like recycled old plots from soap operas is, and putting that shit in space. Well,
1: I would I would take it a step further and go, it's, it's busy taking recycled old plots from Star Trek.
2: No, that would even be better.
1: I'd say that you're going to find... We're going to go through this and we're going to go, this is just like a bad version of... Of this other Star Trek episodes we've already seen.
2: Really? This should be interesting then. Um,
1: I think that we're going to hit a few.
2: Because I I don't think there was ever.
1: No, I think this is where they started running out of ideas. So they either (laughs) went so proper-ish or what they did is they said, well, you know that episode with Q, people like Q, let's do Q. Let's put Q in it. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be fine because there's there's no reason that Q would take take
2: them back and put them. You know, yeah. you know, back in the Alpha Quadrant, because that would be too easy.
1: Well, and that's the thing. But the Q. Like, epi-
2: why would you even introduce that but shit? But here's
1: the thing: is I don't want to rag the Q episode too much because I like kind of what they do with it. Yeah, I mean, I it's haven't finished watching the whole episode. thing, but
2: as soon as as soon as he shows up, it's oh, and let me tell you, it's such a weird experience, right? Because I'm watching it on uh, Netflix. Uh uh-huh. Um, and it was so odd. Have you ever watched a show, any
1: show? Yes. Without oh, there's more. Go on. Or we can just pause. This is an audio show. You can
2: talk. They can hear my look. Okay. Oh, Believe I? it. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Everybody chime in if you could hear that look. Um, <laughs>
0: Go ahead.
1: I don't
2: even know what I was saying now. Where where there's no um, no music and no sound effects.
1: Just the dialogue. In what? In the Q episode?
2: That's what. It, that's what happened. I don't know what it is with Netflix, really? but I'm watching the episode and I'm wondering what's going on. There was an episode like I, it took yeah. me a while before I registered like what was wrong.
1: Yeah, there's an and net- it was
2: really odd. And then I was like, this is actually quite cool because I, th- I I considered stopping like not watching it.
0: Well, like, I can because I, can... I was
2: I was like, "Uh oh, well, how am I going to watch it this way? Um, but then I was like, well, I can hear their voices just fine. I well, just cannot can, really hear any of the sound
1: effects. So or the when music. you so when you turn in things for VOD for video on demand, because because uh, I do just want to put vampires on Netflix, um, mm-hmm. you send somebody uh, separate copies of the dialogue, the music and uh, the music and effects, um, the music and effects and uh, the dialogue uh, tracks. And you send those separately. And the idea is that if you ever had to dub it, you could you'd have the music and the effects but, already other, separated uh, out. but you could have a different you know, different actors do right. the translation. So occasionally those things get messed up. There was actually an episode of uh of NextGen that I couldn't watch because for whatever reason the sound was off by literally like 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 three quarters of a second. And it was just three quarters of a second is too long. Like there are people are already on to the next word yeah it's so off yeah and and especially i think it was like an action-oriented show so there was like punches and hits and <laughs> it was just it was it wasn't working for me so. it's just
2: it was interesting to me because it's like especially since i'm an actor and it's like when when you do stage plays a so lot death of times, wish
1: I, I i will watch that i will i'm I'm curious to check that out
2: i don't know if that's just i don't know if it's got something to do with my connection to netflix if it's the way it's on netflix i don't know let us know folks but let it's us but let it's but it's cool because as i was watching it it's just it's so different it, it like you really realize how much that stuff adds hey and by the way what
1: you're like experiencing and 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 fuck emailing us you know what you need to do go on to facebook and join do our facebook group and then uh let us know um mr a is on there all the time yes um, and so
2: you can go there and you can register <laughs> if you heard that look that i gave him earlier yeah just, just let us know i know you
1: did interact with with us because we'd love we'd love to hear what you have to say okay so um without going going completely into detail Care- caretaker starts at ds9 there's the maquis which was all set up in next gen that's why in season seven and next gen you have so much maquis 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 and right at the same time of, of ds9 you're going maquis 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 so so now and of course that's why you have the whole wesley crusher indian episode so that you establish the native americans are are part of you know. The Maquis. And so you have you have basically there is a Maquis ship that uh, that the Maquis are against. If you if you've never watched Voyager there, uh, there is this disagreement between Cardassia and the Federation and the Maquis. Um, Are on this sort of line that they've worked out in a treaty and the Maquis are are Federation citizens who are on the Cardassian side of that line and don't want to move off their planet. So they rebel and these rebels are, are outlaws and some of these outlaws run with Captain Chakotay and they are told by by this for whatever reason long range Starfleet vessel. Starfleet exploratory vessel is sent to go find them. Well, wa- that's
2: what you do when there's a military
1: situation. Yeah, yeah. You
2: find your biggest
1: Scientific. bestest science
2: ship and yeah. then you go, "We need you to track down these badass
1: motherfuckers." But okay, we 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 meet at Deep Space 9 um and Oh, uh, and
2: and it, what, you and of course you also put a uh, a fugitive on the ship yeah, as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um uh,
2: you know, that's been released on work release or some
1: shit. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about the characters um but but essentially the the uh the captain um get they can't find they can't find captain chakotay captain janeway the new the new captain of the starship voyager gets yanked to the other side of the galaxy and uh basically captain chakotay is about to be destroyed so his entire crew comes over becomes uh basically helps out the uh the starfleet crew they uh are trying to basically the guy who pulled them over is trying to find uh uh, a cure for this situation with this group called the Okampa. Um, he kind of destroyed their biosphere. That was
2: another episode that was actually pretty good. The one where where she's learning some of her powers. Yeah, as Okampa.
1: Yeah. But we'll hit it. Um, uh, and and so yeah, that's, so few though. That's so the few. that that's essentially the setup. The caretaker um, has yanked them across the galaxy and dies, and they have the opportunity to go back. But if they did it, they would be abandoning this entire planet full of people. You know, like they should. Um, because of the prime directive. Um, right. um but they to these bad people, the the what do they call it? The K's on the, the, the K's on. Um and so they stick around, uh, although they feel like they're partially the Kazon, responsible. K's just look dirty. Really. They feel like they're they're they partially bake. responsible. So they take on one Ocampa and her boyfriend Neelix, um, and they beat the K's on the caretaker dies and it goes, We're stuck here in this other oh, side of the galaxy. Oh No,
2: but there's wait, but there's one more.
1: It's what?
2: There's one more. One more what? There's one more caretaker-like being. Yeah, there's His another. His little wifey wife, there's who a... couldn't take it anymore, so she
1: left. There's a caretaker out but there somewhere. she's out there,
2: and maybe she'll send and them home. And there's
1: wormholes, and there's other stuff, and we gotta go find a way home. So that is essentially the the idea: is that you have these two crews that don't get along. Um and they are stuck on the other side of the galaxy. Chakotay's ship is destroyed. And so the Ma- and you're he- already bored, right? Because the- I was. Well, I wasn't. And here's the thing. <laughs> and I think we talked about this before, that, that if you look at the potential for what the show could have been, if these... Oh, what could it have been? Well, that's the thing. I think the setup is brilliant. Two crews who hate each other, a ship that's running out of supplies. Um, uh, They have to find their way home no matter what. And the problem is, is that the ship never runs out of supplies. It always stays in fairly pristine condition. And by episode three, the crews are basically a Starfleet crew. Yep. And this was, this could have been Battlestar Galactica. This could have been awesome.
2: Could have been. Even
1: even after the first episode, there was this, there was, that's why when I, I, when I say I watched the first episode, I had so much hope for the show. Cause I was like, this is, they really have set this shit up. This is ready to go into, I could see seven years of greatness coming out of this. And instead, the things that are great about it, the thing, the potential for greatness never happens. By the end of the show, you should have had, by like the end of season seven, you should have had a ship where half the crew was dead, where two of the people you thought were like main characters, for reasons they thought were morally right, turned on the crew. You should have had a ship that was, they should have been on a new ship. Because their ship got so destroyed and tattered. And by the time they got home, they should have been unrecognizable as a Starfleet crew. And spoiler alert for Voyager, not much changes over the course of seven years. And I think you're already getting that sense after finishing season one. You're like, wow, this seems awfully like a regular old Starfleet ship it sure does and
2: every once in a while they'll talk about yeah how they need supplies and they're gonna go to this planet yeah. or that planet or hey Neelix do they have this maybe we should form an alliance yeah there's that whole
1: fucking episode but, Jeez, there's, what a- but there's but there's just like there's uh. there seems to be an unending and I'm
2: sorry here's the thing because that just made me think about it like I wanted to like Janeway I want to like her so much she gets and there, better and, she and there does are get things better. about her that I do like but I am so sick of her sanctimonious bullshit her, okay. her, toe in the line. I was like, I can't believe I even, you know, for a moment thought we could form an alliance with someone like the Kazon. Well, you do oh a fairly good. You
1: do a fairly good, Janeway. It really pisses <laughs> Wait, me the fuck can, off. Can, can we, can we have a little conversation with Janeway and Cisco? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Janeway. <laughs> because it's real to me. <laughs> I know.
2: What do you know? Talk to me about it, Cisco.
1: You got lost in the Alpha Quadrant. Oh my gosh. Hey, Jaco! <laughs> I hated that. I hated it. Oh, that. the Jayco? It never. Why seemed, would you call your son that? It never worked. It's never terrible. worked for
2: me. <laughs> because he's my son and he has a real to me. I need you to tell
1: me what to do. Hello, I'm, I blah, can't blah, do it by blah, myself. Blah. I just hear blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, now, look, I will also say this. For a, for for Star Trek, which has been mostly male dominated, of course. That's why I wanted her to
2: be so great, man. But there's
1: so many chicks on this ship, like immediately just like, Janeway and B'Elanna and Kess and Seska and, and Seska. And yeah. Oh, let
2: me tell you how much I love
1: Seska. I know you hate her so much. All right, so that's look. We get to the end of the the pilot, and that's where we are. This that's why I say that it's it's one of the best pilots it's set up because it was of all the pilots that I ever saw for Star Trek, Encounter and Four Point. I was excited that there was new Star Trek, so of course I want to see what happened next. At the end of Deep Space Nine, I felt like it was settled, so I wasn't didn't finish that going. Ooh, I have to watch the next episode. The end of the first episode of Voyager made me really go, huh? I want to see where this goes, because DS Nine didn't seem like it was going to go anywhere. It was just going to be more Star Trek and a space station, um, and it went amazing places. And so this, and I sort of felt that way a little bit about Enterprise too. And this is why I'd say the Enterprise and Voyager have the best series f- series premieres, and go almost entirely downhill from there. Now no you, way! You, you and I can argue. You, Enterprise we is can argue so that.
2: much better.
1: And that's we can. That, oh
2: my god! If we
1: finish Voyager, we can argue that we just did two episodes on, on Enterprise. But the point being, Enterprise and and, and Voyager are clearly <laughs> the two weakest series.
2: You are the weakest
1: league. Um, Goodbye. Uh, wow that's a great Jane Ray imitation <laughs> um, <laughs> And and also a reference To something 11 years I ago I know I know right Awesome um, <laughs>
2: Well I mean When was Voyager yeah. last on Wasn't it like
1: Yeah Like 95 like, no, 6 7 st- Some start, shit Started in 95 right. 4, four six, or five. 5 See right Yeah So 2001, yeah, I guess ten years. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. but that's my that I guess I guess that's the thing is that it wasn't it. Sweetie's falling asleep while playing with his phone. One of the one (laughs) of the strongest episodes of of first episodes of a show, and just it
2: was not that strong though. I just disagree. I just feel like the setup was good. I feel like I
1: I feel like (laughs) the setup was good. I feel like the pieces were all laid out for what could have been a great show, and I feel like the that even more than you when we get to the end of Voyager, I think that you are going to end up going, oh, it was all right. Because I think by the time you get to the end, you feel like you are where you are now, like it's shit now. And the show improves from where you are now. But I always will look at the potential of that first episode and go, why? Why didn't you do this right? And they blew it. They, you think that they just made crap. I think they set up something great and blew it. And I think that's worse. So I don't
2: think they I don't <clears throat> think they ever intended to follow through. on it. no, I, right. I,
1: I don't think they did either. I think that they were like and that's what I think I'm
2: feeling when I watch that. I don't think I think I didn't because I, I can just I know.
1: <laughs> so um, so I'm looking at, at this plot synopsis. I just have to read you the first part of this sentence as they try to find their way back to known federal space. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Johan W. Home. XS NL slash voice one dot HTML. Maybe he needs a better name. Wow, uh, you, you really said all of that, didn't you? Um, uh, Parallax. As they try to their, to find their way home, they get caught in a distortion and they don't know what's sending back messages to them. And it turns <gasps> out just it's another, them. It's them sending oh. it back to them wow um, that's
2: so mind-blowing oh it, my gosh and then they actually have the conversation about fucking time distortions and but you don't understand and and then and this is where this is the episode i like to think of this is the episode where janeway proves that she's smart even though she's a woman
1: um i guess maybe although, oh my gosh although they, she's not smart enough to recognize her own voice and i recognized it i know almost right? immediately and also we saw what they
2: try to make up for it afterward when she's standing in the in the ready room using big words and stuff. And I feel like we, I feel doing. like
1: this was an episode of Next Gen already where they were catching their own echoes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And here it was this time. It's a time travel thing. But no, they're not catching their own. it's not echoes. Now it's time. But whatever. OK. It was fine. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't mm-hmm. great. It was meh. Mm. You know, it was like, OK, it's a nice little mystery. If I hadn't figured it out in the first two minutes, one, it's called Time and Again. Two, she's got such a distinctive voice. She does. I love her voice. But when you're trying to hide that it's her, hide that it's, I don't know what that was. When you're trying to hide that it's her, and you're just here, and you're like, oh, that's Janeway's voice. Uh, (laughs) Janeway and Eric Cartman are both played by Kate Mulgrew. I don't know if you knew that. Kate Mulgrew plays Eric (laughs) Cartman. I would love to listen to that. I'm going home. Captain lost. Half hours. <laughs> um. So yeah. Good enough. Um. Uh. So is that? I would like to submit. Or you know what? Or maybe that 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 was parallax. That was parallax. Sorry. And then oh look. Then time time again. and again another time travel story. No. Uh, um. Stop. Uh. Star Voyager encounters a huge shockwave in space, goes to investigate, and they just stumble upon a planet, and uh, against, even though it goes against the Federation That one was projectors. actually a
2: little bit interesting, um, mainly hmm. because Kate Mulgrew looks really hot with her hair down.
1: Yeah, um, it's... Um, like, th- plot-wise, I
2: guess it wasn't anything to really write home about, and then they've got the sort of, what would I call it, the, uh, the Tom Paris bonding with the little boy, you know, bullshit... Here's the thing, that though. That we're supposed to just eat up because Tom Paris is a bad guy. Here's the He's thing. He's a thing bad, though. bad guy. Oh, but the little sweet boy touched him in his heart.
1: So we run into the Kazon a lot, right? Right? We, yes. And the Kazon are looking for resources like water a lot, right? Yeah. There's water on this planet, right? Yeah. The planets all capable of sporting life and stuff, right? <sighs> and they're like desperate because everything. Here's
2: what I love about the Kazon, right? They are so wanting of the water, right? And yet they have starships, where they could go to other planets that have—wait yeah. for it—water. Water. And that's the
1: thing is that <laughs> but they
2: don't. Instead, they stay in this barren desert planet yeah. where the Ocampo live underground
1: so, and have hoarded all of the water. So and not, they
2: sit up there angry. So here's the <laughs> and thing,
1: dirty. Here's the thing. If if I or Ron Moore were writing the show, let's go ahead and have this episode time and again. Here's what you do with this episode time and again. You have this throwaway episode, and then. Like 10 episodes in, you find out that, the, like they did with Tashi Yar being in Yesterday's Enterprise, you find out that what you've done is you've made the Kazon the most powerful people in the entire quadrant because they've enslaved this race that provides them everything they need, this race that wasn't going to exist. She blatantly violates the Prime Directive in the second episode, third episode of the show. And I say, No, oh, she know, doesn't. Yeah, she does. She no, te- she doesn't. She tells this. She ma- You are so wrong. I love it. I love how wrong this, you are. In time and again. I love how wrong
2: you are. She
1: meets this planet. It makes me happy. She meets this planet. She meets this planet. All right. She does, she's just like, every- hello, planet. My name is Captain Janeway. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Let's shake on it. Everybody's dead. <laughs> she does some shit. Every- she does some shit. Everybody comes back to life. Uh huh. All right. Now and this what
2: you're what you're neglecting to remember, because that's you.
1: Is that is, is that, that
2: they're th- the reason that the <coughs> thing happens in the first place? They cause it. They're the cause
1: of what killed the people. And yet they find that she realizes that, and that's why she hasn't broken the prime directive. So she stumbles. Okay, yeah, she stumbles about. She's correcting something they have fucked up. You see, I didn't read the whole synopsis because you told me not to. This but you should remember that. I don't because it's all not that <laughs> interesting. I know, right? Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. And it's, it's, a, it's a better episode. But now we meet the Vedeans in the next episode, the phage. No, the um, phage. They, the, they meet some sick people that want to steal their organs. Love it. And and yeah. I love how they steal people's organs. And so, yeah, so they, they're they taken basically like old horror movie plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do make you feel for these people. They do make you kind of go, oh, they got kids and it's it's these poor guys. And it's like you, it sucks that they have the phage. You do. You do go. Boy, I, kind I guess of, you do. It sucks for them. I
2: guess unless you're totally heartless, you kind of go. That's it sucks for them the that ass. they have
1: the phage. But again, like we we've, we've gone from the Dominion to some sick people.
2: Mind going to sick people it's it's just that yeah Yeah, it's and and Janeway how she doesn't take the organ back or whatever like that's the thing that that's what I'm talking about I'm so sick of her sanctimonious bullshit if she had yanked the the still beating lungs out of this guy's chest and put it back in Neelix like I think I would have been more pleased with her like that would have been more gutsy and I feel like they always make her weak
1: so and here it we go. bothers me. Uh, she doesn't stay weak. I will tell you, she does some badass stuff in the well, show. Well, I'm
2: waiting for it. Wait let's, for the episode, let's see it.
1: Wait for the two-part episode, A Year of Hell. And like, and like and
2: I don't want her to just bristle when somebody suggests that she does something that would violate the prime directive oh, no, or no. somehow <laughs> save them or do something good for their ship, but that isn't right in line with the fucking book.
1: I will say this. She changes over the show. She grows and she changes. As a matter of fact, the show is so much it's Janeway's show so much it's to the detriment of all the other characters very few of which Tom Paris changes B'Elanna changes
2: a lot of changes to the first three episodes um, rather drastically yeah all of a sudden from angry half Klingon chick to oh I'm not angry anymore because now I'm the head of the well,
1: fine. What, what does she have to be angry about she's like fuck i'm here man
2: i'm head of engineering i'm not
1: angry anymore yay Which of course all my anger problems have gone away yay you, you it's know, that simple yay it you know would be funny it would be great it would be it, it would be great to like see some of her fucking lieutenants we're like yeah he's fucking happy now of course she's fucking happy now she's head of fucking engineering now of course <laughs> she used to be like gr, gr, no it's because i'm clean. i know it's because you're jealous fuck Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You know why you were angry? Because you had to be a cadet and you didn't like that. And you'd be in a shitty little mocky ship. You didn't like. Now you're the, yeah, you're the chief engineer of Federation. I'd be fucking happy too. (laughs) You get the big room. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, but I'm happy now. Aren't you happy? No, I want you to be a little sad. You know what? I'd like if you were a little bit sad. I want you to be sad and I want better hours. That's what I want. You know what? You go scrub the fucking dilithium chamber. Fuck you. No, no, I'm a lady And she's
2: always got some really great ideas. I've got lady parts to yeah. fix some shit. Yeah. That she learns from being mm-hmm. a Maquis on a completely different kind of ship.
1: Yeah.
2: Um I love that. Because there's just I never ever believe her. I never ever buy. Like trip, no. I th- I buy would be able to just Use his base knowledge of engineering type stuff. You know
1: who Troop reminds me of? He reminds me of Kaylee on Firefly. He's dumb. Yeah. He's dumb in some ways, but he's got but he a, just gets mechanical he's got a shit. genius mind underneath yeah, of it. Like yeah. he
2: just gets mechanical <clears throat> shit, period. Like him, I believe, could go on an alien ship of be, and be of use. Him, I believe. You know what but her, no. You, I don't ever
1: believe any of these bright ideas you, she has. You know what she seems like? She see, even her bright ideas, she seems like she's a pretty good engineer. And I don't want to show about a pretty good engineer. Like I've had Geordie LaForge and Scotty and and Chief O'Brien and they were amazing. Yeah. And she you know what? She doesn't seem stupid. I don't the actress doesn't play stupid. The character isn't stupid. She just doesn't seem remarkable. No. She seems pretty good. She seems she's a, competent. She's a B B minus student. You know? She, yeah. she, she like she knows her way around. She I mean she she you know, knows a self sealing stem bolt when she sees one. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so yeah okay so we get to the cloud uh, when I have to read this because I, I don't remember um, when Janeway is informed that the sensors have detected a nebula uh, with a high level Omicron particles, she decides to collect them and do a bit of exploring because we can do that instead of going home um, really they're going to explore every single thing that they find mm-hmm. like and they're not really looking for supplies or something on the way home like wow this is a, a unique opportunity to look oh at the we've supernova. never
2: seen anything like this
1: um, launch a fucking probe. Launch um, a fucking probe
2: and be on your fucking way home. The,
1: the, uh, Voyager gets into trouble and breaks through a barrier with hopes of escape, but they find they're in a vastly different area. After breaking the back out of the area, the crew realizes they were actually inside of a life form and that their actions have wounded it, risking their own safety the crew re-enters the life form to repair the damage. Or, you know, that episode of Next Gen where they meet a spacefaring life form and they inadvertently kill it and so they have to, you know, help its mother. Or help its child, you know, same sort of thing with a bit of the Millennium Falcon flying into the asteroid, you know, <laughs> in, in Empire. In. Yeah. OK, it's that's not a very good episode.
2: No, it's really Here, uh, no, no, you know what else the, what you're not finding in any of these is the, the little times when Janeway escapes and goes into the hollow suite um, to play her little book out. Where she's some sort of governess.
1: Here's the thing: she like, does that a few times. There is one point where she. There's one point when it actually has something to do with the plot. Have you seen any of the later voyagers? Later, 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 like what? Like, like, like spots here and there throughout the run of the series. Nah, I at, said fuck that shit. At one point, she uh, they're involved in a in an Irish village, and not only do I like that village, but um, one of the people, one of the main characters in that village is a, is a very very close family friend, um, and. I liked him and his character and much of that story before I even got a chance to realize how close of a family friend he was. Um, And and so I dig that. Um, And I also dig uh, John Rice Davies eventually comes in and is a very interesting character on there that I like. But mostly I never dug this. I'll come straight fucking out and say this. I never liked Data doing Sherlock Holmes when it wasn't the Sherlock Holmes episode. I didn't ever really like Dixon Hill. Um, uh, I liked Vicks, but because that was just because Vicks seemed like it was another cool place on the station to go. To hang out. Yeah. Like people didn't dress up and play pretend in Vix. I
2: don't mind the dressing up and playing pretend. Here's the
1: thing. I d- I d- but
2: again, let me point out, right? You've made a very good point. Data goes on the holodeck and pretends to be Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. The card goes on the holodeck and is some badass, you know, detective. When even when the doctor and the engineer from you know deep space nine go they're reenacting big battles they're doing shit okay when janeway goes on the holodeck she's a governess wait so
1: so who's teaching
2: children (laughs) wait a minute wait a minute wait let me but i'm not done yet and the father is just so distraught over his wife who's died but we don't talk about it and now he's fallen for her it's a Fucking romance novel.
1: Well, that's what she lacks, though. Here is the thing:
2: I, I, I wouldn't mind.
1: I would. I am so. St- I mean, why don't you just shove
2: this misogynistic,
1: no, no, no. Here is the
2: thing: fucking shit down my throat.
1: I would dig if it really was. Truly a romantic like it if you found if it, it
2: really was if she was just having weird crazy hot naked sex. I would prefer that
1: or not just sex. It's just, just like real like something that was really romantic something where, where she was like, you know, and, and you show her in there a lot and then four or five episodes in she goes, look, man, she goes, she goes, she goes, I had a fiance at home. And because I'm the captain and because I'm a woman, I have to stay even more aloof than other people. So this is the only thing I fucking get. So get the fuck off my back. And if that played into something eventually, fine. I don't think it's the fact that it's a romance novel that bothers me. It's the fact that she's going from being. A slightly aloof, very prim and proper, somebody governed by rules, who has to deal with a bunch of very very listen listen to me, who has to deal with a bunch of very, very young crew members that she constantly has to teach after they've dealt with a tragedy that nobody wants to talk about. And then she goes in the holodeck to play a prim and proper woman who has to teach to talk to younger people. After they've had a tragedy that nobody wants to talk about, she goes into the holodeck to play herself. She's not being anybody else.
2: No. Well, but it's. It's this. I don't.
1: I don't. It's, it's uh,
2: seriously when you just look at it, it's such a fucking fe- like female stereotype bullshit. Oh, well, okay, that but it bothers uh, the fuck out of it's me. It's just no like, more. Like if no, she if she went on that holodeck, okay, and she was some super badass. But detective, she doesn't want to be a super badass or, detective. But, uh, even if she was doing getting some sex up. on the holodeck side because she's got a man at home because she does talk about that. Yeah. And then there's an episode even where she's like haunted by what she sees in the holodeck. Well, here's because she's got her man going. What well, don't you love me anymore? Well, now that you're all a, a gajillion light years away. Well, that's oh. that's that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, here's
1: the thing: I don't think that it's any more offensively stereotypical than the idea that Julian would go on and want to be a super spy. I mean, they're saying. I mean, every time who I'm, doesn't
2: want to be a motherfucking super spy?
1: But it's a but name me it, one person who doesn't want to have a romantic relationship. Name me one person
2: who wants to be a. Go- it's not even that. Like if it was a romantic thing, but has something else going on. Like it's seriously, she's a governess,
1: and that's what I'm saying. Is teaching
2: I, children, and 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 not romancing the guy, guys unbeknownst to him, falling in love with her, and he just can't. And take that's it.
1: and that's what I'm saying. It's such I, a
2: passive fucking bullshit thing. It makes well, me. I mad. think that I,
1: I actually it doesn't make I don't feel like she's passive. She's fucking Mary Poppins on there, but she's fucking Mary Poppins on the show, and that's what I'm saying. Is I I can't see her wanting. To go do that because it would like, be what, what? What's the fucking point? Because it's what she does in her real life. So I would, I would love to see her going and like going, wanting to be feminine. The governess is not feminine.
2: She is. She's in a fucking dress all the time. That's dude.
1: not feminine. No, that's that's prim. It's prim I and guess. period. I want. I well, want, like
2: I said, if she was all hot and sultry that, doing uh, something, I think I would be. I would feel differently. Or,
1: or if, or if not hot hot and sultry, like I would love to see her wanting to be it's you're gonna hate this but like a housewife or a uh an ingenue or a something she can't be i don't know if i would mind that because there was because kirk did that I You wa- know kirk in his
2: you know in his fantasies yeah. that's why in the nexus you know he was yeah you I know wa- he was having a home life with a person that he really like if her holodeck program was some you know her dog and her man yeah. from back home
1: and she was just sort of that would be escaping awesome. into
2: it Think i about, would be fine with that it would be heartbreaking the, yeah you know that,
1: that that you're absolutely right if it were something where she where she if she was challenged on it was like i can't believe that you're doing something that is so submissive and she goes do you know what it's fucking like to she goes i don't get i i have to be in charge all the time and I can't ever.
2: I want to go someplace where someone just takes care of me for. Yeah, a
1: I want to. i be okay. I want to. Yeah, I want. I I wouldn't in life want to be your your stereotypical you know st- stereotypical housewife, but in but you know in in my fantasy where I can't ever ever have anyone worry about my feelings, I want to at least have the fantasy of that. But instead, she goes somewhere to care for mm-hmm. holographic children, and I think that that's. It doesn't. It's fucking bullshit. The holodeck should be where you sh- where you go to get the thing you can't get in life. And what she does is she goes to play the same character she plays in life. And maybe they could even make that interesting if it, if someone called her out on it and said, um, you know, you're doing the same fucking thing there that you do do here. Why is it so difficult for you to show emotion? And then that could be something. But it never becomes anything. It's just it's the governess story. Blech. Um
2: I would like to submit. Poo, yeah. A yeah. big steamy yeah that, I,
1: I get you there okay I have the needle one of the episodes that I like Um, they discover a small wormhole They're Romulans on the other end of the wormhole but they're old Romulans oh
2: yeah no that was actually an issue because they get all excited everybody thinks they're going yeah. home they try to find a way to get there to send messages yeah and and then it turns out that they're talking to the past and and the, the messages guy, never get through the messages never get through because the guy dies before before they do and and yep. we just don't, we'll never know. And it's, it's heartbreaking and it's all the things that it, it's the right kind of an episode for what they've set up.
1: And that's, and that is using the premise of the show mm-hmm. to make a heart, heartbreaking episode. That's a, that's a good Star Trek episode. I like that of all the episodes we've just named.
2: That was the best.
1: Absolutely. That was, that was one of the ones that I liked. I liked that. I would watch that. I'd have no problems watching that. I feel like that's a, a good episode. Um, uh, uh ex post facto harry kim and tom paris visit the home of the Beneans, so people locked in a war with a nearby numeri, just like every episode of next gen and to do they, <laughs> they do so in order to meet with the head of military science to discuss political scientific advances that might help voyager find a faster way back to federation space um yes Yes, let's go meet with these warring factions because it might benefit us. Well,
2: no, this was what was interesting. There, I think this is the one where there wasn't warring factions when they get there.
1: While at Ren's home, Paris becomes attracted to Liddell's much younger wife and ultimately ends up being blamed for her Wait, husband. That's a whole other episode. For, no, this is still ex post facto. Um, ends up being blamed for her husband's brutal murder. You know, like that episode of Next Gen when Riker was blamed for the guy's murder and they were playing over and over again the different points of view I think the episode's actually called point of view <laughs> um, uh, his sentence is to relive the violent moment of the crime from the victim's perspective every 14 hours for the rest of his life you know having the punishment put in your head like they did to O'Brien right in that I was episode. just thinking O'Brien <laughs> um, upon hearing this Captain Janeway and Tuvok rushed to the aid on his planet Tuvok th- uh Takes the investigation in hand And through the Vulcan mind meld they discover Proof that Tom will need to clear his name You know like that same episode Where you find out that it wasn't Riker's Fault that the guy died on the space t- It's it's that same episode I get these episodes confused I know the one with Riker is so much better but, mm-hmm. but it's the Same It's the same thing with a twist Of he's living out the punishment It's Yeah ugh. I mean if here's the thing, had those episodes never existed, it's kind of a dark episode. Yeah. And I and I kinda dig it, but it's so here's a word I'm gonna use probably a lot for Voyager. Familiar. It's familiar. At no point do I think that this is going to be haunting for Paris. Do I no point at this point I'm already I'm already realizing these at the end you can watch these episodes in any order. There will be no consequences. There will be no everything's going to turn out OK. And of course, Paris is innocent. There's no question. And it's just familiar and safe.
2: Yeah, at least with the O'Brien episode, it was like it was already done and there was no way to yeah. undo it in whether or not he had actually done what he was punished for was irrelevant at that yeah, they point. They don't even he talk had, about it because he had to live with it. So it didn't fucking matter. And,
1: and it didn't even really what mattered. What, it didn't even really matter what happened in his punishment. The crux of the episode is what happens when he goes home. Yep. It's an episode about what happens when you incarcerate someone for 20 years and send them home. Yep. It's like that a section of of Shawshank Redemption when when Brooks gets gets out. How do you deal with the fact that you have been in prison for a long time? Yep. How do you reacclimate? It's a story that's using sci-fi to tell a different a a, a a real story in real life. Yeah. It's using sci-fi to do This isn't doing any of that. And so it's using the old plots, it's it's rehashing, it's recycling little bits here and there. It's not a bad And
2: and on top of it all, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't give a flying fuck about Tom Parrish.
1: Well, but but look, I can't you know what I mean? Like
2: so because I don't care about him, the fact that this is happening to him is kind of irrelevant.
1: Yeah, but I You know I at this point I gotta give the conceit that the assumption is that you're eventually going to care. I mean, he's only had six episodes.
0: Right, this that's, point. But
2: that's my point. Almost like if you're going to tell this episode, if you're going to do this episode, do it later when I give a shit about yeah. Tom Paris. Yeah. Like, because then, then or I'm going to be on his side or I'm going to be like, could he really have done that or build his character in such yeah. a way that maybe he did do it.
1: Yeah. And, but I, I still like him. I agree. Like,
2: it's just, oh, uh, it's, it's just wrong in so many ways. Emmett, Emin-
1: really. It, it's it, and in my opinion, it's okay, yeah. And familiar, Meh. familiar, familiar. It's so familiar. It's honestly, it seems like so many other things. Um, yeah, emanations. While exploring an uncharted planet, the crew stumbles upon the burial ground of an alien race and hurry. Uh, during an investigation of the bodies, Harry Kim is caught up in a substate vacuole and is transported to the alien culture's homeworld. His presence there causes many to doubt their traditional belief in the afterlife. I like this episode. Yeah,
2: this episode actually was was um, interesting because it talked about like... People's beliefs and and what happens yes. to them after they die, and it was tackling sort of a bigger issue, which so, is something I like about Star Trek in general. Now that let they me do that. Now,
1: now let me say this: that uh, that that while Harry Kim is not my favorite character in the world, Garrett Wong, um, I've met, he's awesome. I love he's that guy. Cool. Um, he's
2: the most one of the most likable characters, like I would have to say on that show.
1: But he's also the most underwritten, and he has come straight out and go gone fuck this shit. Um, I should. I should have been given a chance to do something and instead I'm an ensign for seven seasons and nothing And changed. the
2: thing is is every time he does something like this episode, it's interesting. He, yeah. He's one of the more engaging people to watch.
1: Yeah, I like him. I think he's, he's a solid actor and I think that that, that I understand his frustration because you could take, there's nothing that Harry Kim would do in the final season of Voyager that he wouldn't do in the first season of Voyager. Spoiler alert, Harry Kim doesn't change. ever and it's it's not even because he's like Worf because Worf Worf changes somewhat but he gets to a point where he doesn't change anymore and then it becomes a thing Worf you never change you're supposed to ever no it's not a thing it's not a thing it's not a bit it's not a character thing Carrie Kim doesn't ever change and it's not Garrett Wong's fault because he always does a great job Mm -hmm. and anytime he's given a chance to change some fucking time warp will come in and unchange anything that's changed about him it is frustrating as hell. <laughs> um, fail. Fail. It always comes back and resets. I feel, I feel bad <laughs> for Garrett Wong.
2: We need a reset on Garrett Wong. Uh,
1: uh, or for him. For uh, him, yes. Prime a reset factors. Uh, oh, I love when the episode's named after math. You know, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The crew of Voyager encounter. Which
2: one was the one we were just? Oh, the the one with yeah. the dead bodies. One, yeah. that one, yeah.
1: Um, but I like. Look, yeah, I was gonna say I like that they tackled.
2: That they tackled, like an issue, like yeah. the fact that no, you
1: know, no it's stupid. Like they're, they're wrapped in like spider webs or something. No, they
2: yeah. they their bodies make that or something. Yeah,
1: but it's and that's what they. I like what they're trying to tackle and the moral stuff and the and the and the and the, the emotional stuff works for me, but the sci-fi stuff doesn't work. Um, it's hackneyed. It. Yeah. So it's prime factors. The crew of the Voyager encounters alien beings known as the Sicarians, a race renowned for their incredible hospitality. When it becomes known that the Sicarians have the technology to fold space and travel more than forty thousand light years in an instant, the Voyager crew think they found their way home. But the hospital hospitality Sicarians is not all it seems on the surface. And
2: this is one of those episodes yes. where I hate fucking Janeway. I hate her a lot. Because she's so, so sanctimonious at the end of this episode with how, you know, this idea of, like, we can't try to steal the uh, the technology, we can't work it out with some other faction, we just have to, if they won't give it to us, if we can't find a way, some diplomatic way, then we just have to move on.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing: is that they
2: and Tuvok, she dresses him down like nobody's business at the end of this episode, and it is she does so that a lot,
1: irritating. Now Picard does that sometimes. And no, but
2: it's the way she like Tuvok did what needed to be done. He authorized some shit that needed to be done so that she could have you know the ability to to say I didn't know about that shit. She's like I can't have you going behind my back. I've got to count on you of all people too she fun. does she does seem I mean, like she's just yeah. so sanctimonious and really irritating yeah
1: okay yeah i get you um state of flux while in a routine exploration of a new planet Voyager responds to the stress of a kazon warship upon investigation they find the kazon ship hobbled by well, an it, wait
2: hold on back up because that's the episode where where we start to see some factions that become an issue later
1: and i love that they're starting to do this
2: uh, to a point but it But the way they do it, like, it just makes the Maquis all seem like whiny little bitches, and the Federation people just seem like people with just huge sticks up their ass that don't give a fuck about getting home. Like, there's no middle ground, and that's irritating. Because it's just so unbelievably black and white, and it's like, people aren't like that, you know? And it's such a specific split. Yeah. Generally speaking. I think there might be one or two Federation people that agree with them, but, like...
1: well, you can tell, you know, a lot of the show was set up originally by Ron Moore who envisioned Voyager being a lot like uh, Battlestar Galactica. And where Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica, you know, is at its heart a show about both um, two w- – the Battlestar, which is a military vessel, and a whole bunch of civilians and the power struggle between them and how they have to coexist. This is not about coexisting. This is about – integrating becoming homogenized and I they shouldn't have done that and uh, okay going on. heroes and demons the ship's holographic doctor I love him
2: him I love him I
1: adore he is one of my I would I would put him above some people on next gen some people on DS9 some people on the original series the doctor is one of the greatest creations in Star Trek he's fantastic he does a great him. job he does he's a he's an amazing actor and talk about changed if you see his character from the beginning of the show to the end of the show he's a different person
2: and And he's a fucking hologram and he continues
1: and he continually references how he used to be Mm -hmm. um love it uh the ship's holographic doctor must overcome his computer program limitations when the ship's holodeck is taken over by an alien life form oh is this the grendel one
2: yes oh god bullshit this episode was so stupid though as much great as I for the doctor. He
1: was great. He was great in it. I loved him. Here's being why I would watch this episode for because, him. And because his performance. and, and he does him. different things. And he seems both arrogant and befuddled at the same time. He's brilliant. He's so good. Like that's why you watch
2: this episode because like at a, at its heart so here, in the plot, it's
1: dumb as shit. Here's here's what the this synopsis isn't telling you, dear listeners. This is an episode where essentially the story of Beowulf is being played out on the holodeck and if the grendel wins then the voyager ship dies so he's got to go stop the grendel and he's got to go be in the grendel story and fight with beowulf And it's bullshit be beowulf really there is no beowulf he has to go be beowulf the doctor has to be beowulf haha hilarity ensues it's bullshit thank (laughs) god he's there to 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 at least make it pretty bullshit but it's awful. And
2: then they have the woman there that always greets you when you arrive, the typical Viking woman who, who dies in his arms yeah. and, and gives him a chance to grow a little bit. And, and have like a human moment for a hologram. Cathexis.
1: um Both Tuvok and Chakotay returned from a routine expedition injured. Tuvok with minor ailments and Chakotay grievously injured. It seems that during an encounter with the Black Nebula, all of Chakotay's neural energy was depleted, and unless his return in the near future, Chakotay may be doomed. Oh no!
2: Oh, this one is this the one where he? F- is this is the one where he's floating around His the whole time, and then they need to put him back in by using the medicine wheel or some shit.
1: So, listen, we had a we had a conversation that I ended up editing the hell out of because I just didn't want someone to ever take it out of context when I put it on. Uh, but we had a conversation about how Chakotay is basically their... Everything about him is that he's Native American. Yeah. He's just and, he's he's
2: a, a living, breathing, walking stereotype. Yeah. Um and And I, I hate that. Like I love the idea of him having yeah. some sort of flavor that's different, some I sort like of culture idea. that's different. What I liked
1: about the Bajorans is that they I love, Yeah, that uh, they built this whole culture for and them. The, and that he's you know, and but like he doesn't seem to have a lot of other interests. Hmm. Well, and of it, that. that's
2: what I'm saying. Like all there is to him, unless, is it, the fact ser-
1: unless it serves, unless
2: it serves the whole the, the, Seska the, the, shit.
1: No, unless it serves the episode. I'm going to say is that later on there'll be something will happen and you go. You know, I've always had this interest in blah di blah, and then he does that and then says, you know, you know, I've always had an interest in in satellites. You know, and and then that episode is about satellites. You never hear about satellites ever again.
2: You yeah, know,
1: it's not like and this
2: from the guy who gets irritated because yeah, we get it. He likes
1: water polo. What's this?
2: Because oh, you would yeah. get so
1: irritated because
2: well, they would the thing, continue though. the fact that Scott Bakula's character was in a water polo. And it didn't bother me at all. I was never like, yeah, yeah, water you know, polo. You know, the thing is,
1: is, A, I don't know water polo. B, I don't know anybody who watches water polo. B, why can't he just fucking watch football? You know, I don't mind. If why not?
2: Why ha- Why not let it be water polo? There are jokers out there that watch that shit.
1: And, and, but we never participate in it. We just see him bouncing a ball off the wall. Um, That's
2: not true. There's a whole episode where he's trying to explain it to Trip and yeah. they're watching a little and they're watching it together and, it, and it's a bonding experience. And, whereas, and, 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 whereas, and the point is he gets most people don't be watching some water polo.
1: Whereas Picard was interested in um, archaeology. And that ended up being a major thing. That was the thing he was into. It's not like they got to the planet where it was like, you must beat everyone in water polo to save your crew. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't buy I don't it.
2: think it need. that's the thing for me. I Like just having <laughs> it be a character thing is enough. Yeah, it doesn't need to be something that feeds the story it, but so a, much. But in a
1: seven year show, it would be awesome if, if eventually it became, or in that case, four year show, eventually it became in some way useful.
2: It is in some way useful. He talks about it because he played water polo. And in that episode, when him and, and Trip are, are watching the game, he talks about um, how he went into every game believing they could win. And that sort of attitude is...
1: Show me. Show don't tell. What do you mean show me? Show me. Here's the thing. Him sitting around and saying, water polo is useful to me because of this reason, is telling me why. Give me an episode where it is... it You show why it is useful to him even if it's just that he can swim even just that you know even if it's just that he loved water polo and and he can why go. but
2: why does it why do you require an episode that makes it useful for him to actually use some sort of physical prowess because, that he would need to use in water polo because why
1: because otherwise why do we why are we hearing about that particular because
2: thing? it's a part of his character
1: I don't think it deepens his character at all I think it becomes a it's a hobby it's not about it doesn't it doesn't ever seem to have anything to do with him, except that we know he likes it and he bounces the wall off the, the ball off the wall, just like him having a dog. He, he escapes f- into it. I never see him escape into it. I just know that. Really?
2: Because I do. Because in that episode, that's when Tripp is, is. He yeah. knows he's down in the dumps, and he brings him this at this this game to cheer him up. And it gets him engaged again and it takes him out of his, his, you know, depression. I and don't when think he's it's angry, he's flinging that ball around. And I, you know how he feels. Yeah, okay. Like, it's the, it's a character thing. Like, it doesn't have to be some all here, all-encompassing here's, here's what give
1: you. big deal. Cisco liked baseball. And his knowledge of baseball helps him at some point. I just never... How? In the very first episode, it's how he explains linear time. Is using baseball. Is he's trying to think up an allegory and he goes... It's like baseball, which is what I would do, because I love movies. I talk about movies all the time, and I go, okay, it's like, or I talk about Star Trek. I've, I've actually said, I've had a conversation with people said, there's this episode of Star Trek where such and such happens, and that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And at no point do I really get that sense. I felt like, and I don't want this to become an Enterprise thing. but it Okay, becomes, but you're wrong. Um, but we'll I, come back to this because you're wrong. No, we won't. We finished Enterprise. We're never going to talk
2: about Enterprise again, no, really, in the history will. of time. We because probably Because that's will. just
1: stupid. We probably will. But we're, right now, we're going to talk about faces. Blana Torres and Lieutenant Tom Paris are abducted by the alien wait, so wait,
2: that was all you were going to give was the <laughs> whole American Indian? <laughs> that's it? Is there more to the episode? <laughs> there kind of isn't, I guess. Um, are, Except Tuvok is scary for a little while. Abducted that's by interesting the to watch. Alien
1: Oh, is that where Tuvok? Oh, is that where he's like lower the force field? Yes. <laughs> oh, you know what? He is. You know what? He's awesome. When is that?
2: When he's all caged up and angry because he's a inhabiting that some sort of alien. Yeah, that, that's. Yeah, that's you, that
1: episode. You sicken me. That that oh, that was awesome. As a matter of fact, that's one of my ten favorite moments in Voyager. Is he Well, no, I
2: think that's a different episode you're thinking of because I think that's the episode where he mind melds with the crazy dude <laughs> with the killer. The yeah. guy that just kills motherfuckers and then doesn't know how
1: to deal with it. The guy who the guy who is the voice of Chucky, Brad Dourif. The guy who's Worm Tongue in Lord of the Rings.
2: The guy who is Billy Bibbit in the one flew over the cuckoo's
1: nest. Was he? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, I know him as Brad Dourif. He's in Lord of the Rings. In he, main... I
2: know him from a lot of things, but that's that's the first thing I think I he's ever the, saw he, him, and he's
1: brilliant. He's I the main. Him. He's he's a main character in Lord of the Rings, and then of course he's the voice of Chucky. From the Chucky. I didn't know he was the voice of Chucky, yeah, but uh, but he's fantastic.
2: Yeah, he plays this Love like him. this guy that just has to kill motherfuckers, and finally does. And then Tuvok tries to mind well because he needs to understand it. Yeah, that's the episode you're thinking of.
1: Faces, Belana Torres, and Lieutenant Tom Paris are abducted by the alien race who suffer from the phage. During the experiment, B'Elanna is literally split. Into the phage, meetings. and this is
2: the one where her acting as a fucking uh, just full-on Klingon is the worst thing ever. I, I'm sure she's a lovely person, and when she's being Balana or when she's being human version of Balana, she's fine. But her, I'm
1: Klingon, you know everything what? is like this. You know, here's the thing. I'm angry. She, you know, I don't think she's angry. I don't think she can handle the teeth. It's the same way that I looked at Cisco when he was trying to trying to speak as a clean owner. Don't get in the way of me and the blood vines! I honestly think that she can't handle the prosthetic teeth. There, there are actors I've seen do it for the first time. Who like everything has to be big so you can understand them because they have big giant fucking teeth in their mouth. <laughs> um, uh
2: I mean, it could be that, but it was, it was bad. Next time, next time you see a, a,
1: a Klingon overdoing it. That's what it is. I, wa- I, I, I would wonder because. I yeah. mean, that's
2: what I, I honestly, that, that absolutely occurred to me. You know what I mean? Like, is it the teeth? Like, really? Yeah. Like you just can't handle? Then so, let's I, not do it. I guess, I
1: guess that's interesting, but I mean, it's. It's really not though.
2: Like by the end of it, she's like, I realized i it's a part of me and, and it's good. And, and it. And yeah, it's good but, and stuff. But you know what like it's, and it pisses me off that when she's human all of a sudden she's nothing but scared, she's nothing but like But it's
1: but you know what it's it's good Kirk Evil Kirk, isn't it? Is no, it No 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 it's he, not here's the thing, isn't it? Isn't it all my good side like it's the episode of the original I, I guess of-
2: I would be fine with it but it doesn't make sense because basically then what you're saying is if you're human you're a little piece of shit. You're yeah, a little no, sniveling no. piece of shit. At least in Good Kirk and Bad Kirk like they were talking about like like psychological things and this but part of the brain here that's... and this part of the brain here But it starts this... at the same
1: place it's like we're gonna take this character and we're gonna take this half of her personality and we're gonna physicalize it here we're gonna take this size half of her personality and we're, gonna it and we're gonna physicalize it there and we're gonna have the actress play both roles Well, and if it
2: worked if that if i could buy the science of it that would be different here's the thing because i i didn't mind that's what i'm saying like i didn't mind her having that like and it gave her some uh, some time to show what she could do like to be all snivelly and whiny and cry and scared
1: yeah you know you know what this is you know what this is it's such a rehash that it's what's the allegory i can think of here <laughs> it's um you know when like like when you're in college and they have that day where there's just like the stew <laughs> <laughs> what? and you could go, you go, wait a minute. This stew, this has some of the meatloaf from earlier last week. And this, it's, this is, it's, this is, this is, this is the, this, this is the three, the three day old microwaved open face Turkey sandwich of Thanksgiving. This is the, the same thing as that Kirk episode, but, modified and microwaved and not as good it's it's sort of like you know what it, it is it is saying this is turkey and stuffing and 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 mashed potatoes and and cranberry sauce and who cares that it's a hungry man dinner it's the same thing as thanksgiving isn't it <laughs> it's the same look at the ingredients it's the same thing nope it's the same yeah it's um it's not uh but that's clearly again when i say that's what i said at the beginning i said it's so much it's rehashed yeah um yeah uh, so yeah, um, Jitrell. I love when the name is. They just can't come up with a better, like, clever name. Let's name it after one of the characters. One of the characters. You know, <laughs> we, we've we've gone from you know we, we we've gone from you know the best of both worlds to Jetrell. Jitrell. I'm Jitrell.
2: hi I'm Jitrell.
1: Neelix is confronted by the Hikonian scientist named Mayborgh Trel, the man responsible for creating the Metrion Cascade, a device that was used to annihilate a major portion of the Talaxian race, including Neelix's own family.
2: At least this was interesting, though. Yeah. Like, g- granted, it was named at it was just a yeah. dumb name, but like, at least it was. Yeah, no, but again is, it was something we've seen is to, to some extent like, is
1: allowed to board Voyager where he asserts that Neelix will soon fall ill from long term offense of the Metreon cascade device uh, tempers flare between the two and Neelix is instantly destroyed. yeah but in reality what he's trying to
2: do is bring the people back
1: yeah um, and then it, then at the end uh, But it doesn't work out It's uh, like bullshit the, It doesn't work out Then at the end Kira um, Kira interviews him And learns uh-huh. to trust him um, And it's okay It's okay That's what I was thinking The whole really time And I evil. don't know
2: Was that episode before this episode Because I don't know Where a false timeline was uh,
1: I think that was before this Yes
2: Because I mean It was just It felt like that episode I was like I think that was se- I've seen this episode I before I think
1: that was a season 2 DS9 And I think that this is uh, This was during season three of DS Nine, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I re- was like, I just I've seen it's this rehashed. episode, um, and it was,
2: you know, better, yeah. frankly, because this guy, like <clears throat> just from a base plot, like it's sort of dealing with yeah, similar totally. shit, but from a base plot point of view, the other one's better.
1: Yeah, well, I'm as as can be said for much of of DS Nine so why are we watching um it? learn because we're being completists I <laughs> so, am. i'm trying a learning really? curve won uh, the season finale i guess when several former Ma- marquee crew members break federation rules it's up to Tuvok to train them the finer points of starfleet protocol simultaneously a strange virus in uh, invades the ship bioneural circuitry endangering the lives of all aboard Ooh, as bioneural as, circuitry as, Ballana Torres and the doctor try to discover a cure, Tubak and his unlikely cadets. Let me tell you how much trot. I love
2: that whole bioneural circuitry shit.
1: Yeah, because who cares? Because
2: because they could so get parts for that.
1: As one of them lies near death, Starfleet tenants are put to the test. You know, like that you know like that episode where Picard was stuck with the kids and the ship breaks down. The ship breaks down. Essentially, actually the, the shit breaks down and That's the shit breaks down some, story. Some people gotta do some shit.
2: Well though in this one there is the 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 backdrop of having super whiny Maki of which yeah. I believe Seska is one of them. Oh I can't stand fucking Sesca. I can't fucking stand the soap opera bullshit. Yeah. Oh Chicote, I'm gonna have your Baby now. You can't hurt me even though I'm the bad guy. Because when we were beating you up That's not
1: now. You're jumping ahead. That's the end that's regardless. Season. It angers it's season
2: me. Two. Oh, is it? It hasn't happened yet. We oh, so we can't talk oh, about well, it. Well, it's something to look forward to then. Yeah. Um Oh my fucking gosh. So here's here's what I'm saying. Or the, or the episode where what's her name is pregnant, and that's the whole yeah. fucking episode. I can only have a baby now oh, because that's the yeah. problems that women face. Because well, this is a show for Trek for women.
1: I don't know though. Pregnancy, you, you love. Know what, though? You know what though? I think that that is, I I appreciate that episode on, on a pure sort of do you adolescence. It's 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 the I- impetuous of adolescence. I can the impetuousness of adolescence. I can sort of see mm. it, but I mean I'm not saying it's good. Okay. Um, uh, what That's I'm saying what I'm saying is that we had a we have a show that the that the season the series premiere set us up if even if you didn't like the premiere itself set us up with a situation where you could have moved into greatness it really set up the pieces for a good yeah, show it could
2: have been like enterprise when the when they um, were in the you know
1: it could have like yeah, there were tensions that when existed they were a,
2: bagu- a, g- a gajillion miles away trying to save earth it the, could have been like that but it the, wasn't f-
1: the fucking moment that everybody put on a starfleet uniform is a problem that moment already makes the show look silly why not if you got half a crew they cannot have to wear those fucking those those, those it's i hate the costumes really i don't mind them i like them. I, they're so much not as good as like the later starfleet costumes they're hey, not yes they're uh. the in-between they're like you have the next gen good costumes then you have the movie good costumes and these are the in-betweens they kind of look like pajamas um I, I could guess. see but if you can have the Maki crew in good costumes in, in Maki costumes with Maki attitudes and Maki philosophies and you could always look right at them and go these people are going to think and act differently they look different they act different they are different they've integrated into the crew the way that Kira was never Starfleet you know I I even when she put on the Starfleet uniform she was training people how to be terrorists Yeah that was you know it it I and then when they just kind of go and they rehash... But she refuses to... But,
2: but at every turn, she's so close-minded and refuses to, to accept that, like, there might be... A different way of doing things. We are a federation ship, and we will operate as the federation until we all die and go to our fiery deaths in a big, huge explosion. Here's the thing.
1: Here's the thing that will that will and kill like you. it
2: just it it, it here's, is demeaning here's, to here's, women, in my opinion. Here's, that that here's, she's just so unmovable. And here's where you're wrong, immovable, though. Better and word. It,
1: yeah. here's, here's where you're wrong, and you're wrong, and it's gonna make you angrier when you realize where you're wrong is because unless she needs to. She'll break the f- prime pr- when it's her choice to break the f- prime directive. She'll do it, she'll all, do the it time. all over there. All the time. Anybody all else. All day long. Anybody else. And they d-
2: because that's how women are. You know us bitches. That's oh, how the, we are. The
1: dressing down continues though. Once Seven's on there it's like every other episode. Oh Jesus. But, the, but, really? she, but she gets better.
2: She, I, I hope so. I I mean, I want. I want to like her. I want her to be so she fucking gets cool. And and eventually, as it stands, eventually, she's just this walking, talking female stereotype that makes that makes me angry.
1: I disagree. I, what female stereotype is she though, other than the the shrew? I guess the shrew is what she is. Yeah. But at least she's not. You know, she's a self righteous shrew. Like, yeah, but at least
2: she's just irritating.
1: I mean, it's. You also have to keep in mind it's a product, but you can't have Kara Thrace. You, have you watched Battlestar at all? Yeah. This oh. is this is pre Buffy. This is pre Starbuck. This is
2: like Starbuck. Now that's a fucking female yeah. character I can get behind. <coughs>
1: But she you was know? a male character in the original. There was no, there was she didn't exist but yet.
2: That's kind of what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Buffy like,
1: didn't exist yet. It's it's really Kira was the only character like. I mean, it was, and she's
2: cool. That's what I'm talking. Like, she is cool. It's, it, they that, that's that's I guess what really bothered me about it is they have already proven by this point <laughs> that they can make a strong female character who doesn't have to sacrifice being feminine necessarily. You know who doesn't oh, have She to
1: did for a long time have to sacrifice that. She not until like season four they really start letting. Right, they, but
2: what I'm saying is, is that they because the they got to that point,
1: they don't have to go backwards. She wasn't at season four yet. This is still uh, season two, Kira, when is this it? character is being written. Um,
2: I'd almost prefer her, you know, to be all butch and non-feminine then. Yeah, I. You know what I mean? Like if that's what if that's what it takes for I, her and look, to be you know what? Look,
1: look, and I'm wrong. There, Vasquez in Aliens had already existed. You know, you could have gone that way.
2: There, I mean, the shit was out there. Or she, or
1: or she could have been feminine. I would have loved a feminine captain. I would have loved a captain who 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 was feminine. You know, i've I've had I've had plenty of female bosses who were all at one time feminine and sexy and also in charge, and didn't come off as matronly. They weren't matronly. Mm-hmm. They were, they, and that's
2: what I'm saying. Like those. That's what upsets me. Like they 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 by actually doing a show with a female captain they had this ability to to make you know her they awesome they and wrote instead her, they, they wrote her so stereotypical and well, this actually is what I we think a woman captain would have to be no, like no here's
1: the thing that i feel like they wrote her 80% as if 80% as if she were Picard like, she gave her 80% written just like Picard. and then All a, the buy the book shit? And, well, I mean, even all of her lines, it just sounds the same, the same cadence in the way she speaks. And, and then the other 20% was to remind you that she's not Picard. So, yeah, I don't think they knew what to do with her yet. She does get better. Um, and by the time Seven comes on the show, although she's she is the opposite of... What I like about about Seven is that she comes on as the buxom blonde, mm-hmm. and then it's just... She's... she. For for as much as Kate Mogrew wants to be Catherine Hepburn, Seven comes on and is is rude, and and in your fucking face, and and doesn't give a shit. Um, she's not being mean; she just doesn't care. She doesn't care. She's Borg. Mm-hmm. She could she could, and she's confused about it. She doesn't understand why you're offended. She could, she she says horrible things, doesn't understand why you're offended, um, and is. Like at one point, so if, when by the time seven comes on, it's funny where 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 Kim is is sort of looking her up and down, catches her naked, looking her up and down, and she she looks at him and she goes, "Ah, oh, you seem aroused. Take off your clothes." <laughs> and Kim's like, "Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah." Uh. She goes, "It is your intention to copulate, it, is it not?" And he walks away and he's just confused, and she's like, "Huh, all right." Her, yeah that that's and and that's the thing is that that they get there they get there um but they're not there now i i don't think i don't think the the woman stuff's gonna bother you as much as the lack of it going anywhere for we'll some see. of the characters we'll it see. does get better it does get I mean, better
2: at, at this juncture i just see and not even just with the women i see just stereotypes everywhere oh, that true. and it's just really like the women in in space and yeah. i just i hate it yeah I pretty much hate it
1: um so I guess that's it man It's Kind
2: of a downer
1: uh, It's kind of a downer Look I, I Voyager We will include We're not going to do a lot of these by, uh, We'll be on season 100 Or episode 150 By the time we finish Voyager Because I'm I'm not going to be eager to go Let's go to season 2 of Voyager Let's about it. season
2: 2 And how spiteful and horrible And yeah, bad it is um,
1: I I like talking about spiteful, horrible. I think it's fun. It was fun. It was fun to bash Insurrection. It was fun to a point to... to Why isn't it
2: fun to make fun of Voyager? Why isn't it
1: fun to bash Voyager because it's such an easy target? No, (laughs) uh, because you know what? Voyager isn't that bad. It's just...
2: yeah. If it's on,
1: I'll watch it. No. See, I would,
2: I would, if, if it was on. I, I won't would watch change. season
1: one. I won't watch season one. I rarely turn on, I'll tell you that I rarely turn on season one. Well, I did watch a bunch of episodes of Voyager, and I would say they are almost universally season four and forward. Um, but, um, but three seasons is too much time to take to get there. Um, in my where Battlestar or Buffy was in season three or DS9, even, you know, it's, it's yeah. better. Yeah, by far. By lots and lots by and lots. By lots and lots. Um, But I I think that that the thing about Nemesis is Nemesis is so such a misstep, and insurrection is just so bad. I disagree. It's fun to, and that's the other reason it's fun because we can argue. But really, it's it's just it's like there's no arguing with Voyager being bad. you're, You're like you're like it's horrible, and I go well, it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to be me. Yeah. You did a piss
2: poor job of being. Well, that's us. because
1: I, I I think that no matter who we are, um, <laughs> I would say the Voyager season one, with the exception of three, two to three episodes of this. I think it's a short season. It's like it's like it's like fifteen episodes. Yeah, it's not very long. Yeah, two two to three. Epi- I think it's like twelve. Two no,
2: it's fifteen. Th- I was looking at it.
1: Two to three episodes. One out of five are good. I'd say two to three episodes are okay. I'd say two to three episodes are meh, which at least 40% of it, which is really bad, Um, and another 20% of it, which is meh. Mm-hmm. So that's a failing grade, guys. That's yeah. a 60%. That shit ain't good. That's 60% <laughs> bad. That's more than a failing grade. That's 40%. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, you got to get better, guys. So maybe it will, maybe it won't. We'll find out as the show goes <laughs> on. But for now, this is But tre- for now, I'm angry. And I'm Justin.
2: <laughs> Trek off. Trek off, bitches. Later.
0: Trek isn't the only fun free podcast you can find on the Endlight Podcast Network. Go over to Pop Off to listen to the Pop Off podcast, Popoffpodcast.com. You can also hear Ninjas versus You, the Hot Mess with Phil Stamper, and the Suckcast by going to Endlight Podcast.com or look, just search EPN on iTunes, EPN, and subscribe. Be sure to rate us on Facebook and watch Ninjas versus Vampires streaming on Netflix. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Search for Endlight Podcast Network and all Also for Trek Off Podcast on Facebook and be sure to like both of those. And on Twitter, be sure to follow at Trek Off Podcast and also at Ninjas Versus.